Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're continuing our verse-by-verse expository preaching through the book of Mark. We entered chapter 4 last week, and we're going to camp here for a couple of weeks in verses 1 through 20. Now, if you joined us last week, you learned why Jesus began at this turning point in his ministry to teach in parables. Because so many had rejected his teaching, even attributing his divine power to Satan, Jesus began teaching in a way that would not be clearly understood by those who were committed in their rejection of him. Beginning this week, we enter the first parable, and it's an important one. It's about those who were hearing him yet rejecting his message. And in this parable, known as the parable of the soils, we see four categories of people who hear the gospel of Christ, one who embraces it, and three that reject it one way or another. Every one of us today fits one of these descriptions, so it's critical to understand what they are. Here is today's slice of the message entitled, The Soils, Part 1. Keep in mind as we study these kingdom parables that Jesus is describing an unexpected era of the kingdom. Most of the people thought, The kingdom was coming right then. Even the true disciples thought, it's now, it's now. And they get to Jerusalem and, oh, it didn't come. And Jesus actually goes to the cross and their hopes are dashed. But he rises from the dead and this is fantastic. Okay, now we can have the kingdom. We waited all weekend for this. Maybe Tuesday morning, the kingdom. He says, I'll see you in Galilee in 40 days. 40 days? that's over a month are you kidding me and they wait and they meet with Jesus and it's fantastic and then he disappears he ascends into the clouds and they're standing there looking up and two angels ask the dumbest angelic question that's ever been asked what are you looking at Jesus we thought it was the kingdom but he went up there Well, here's the explanation. Here's how it's all going to fit together. There's going to be an unexpected era in this kingdom program. It's going to be a a time when the king is not present. It'll be before he brings the kingdom literally to earth. Oh, we do look forward forward to a glorious second coming of Christ. And despite how it might look now, these parables are going to teach you that there will be, despite the absence of the king, an amazing, relentless growth of the population of the kingdom people of God, who are constantly in a stream of people being transformed from the kingdom of darkness, from the domain of darkness to the kingdom of His dear Son. So we're about to enter into the first in this flurry of parables from Jesus about how God is working now building His church in this era. It's safe to say that this first parable is foundational. It sets the tone and it 
introduces themes that are illustrated through several other kingdom parables. So here we go. It's the parable of the soils. It's recorded in Mark chapter 4, verses 1 through 20. We're going to break it down this way. Number one, the parable of the soils. He'll speak the parable in the first nine verses. Then he's going to talk about the privileged hearers, why he gave this parable and the others. And then he's going to talk about the soils and souls, how he connects the parable to spiritual reality. So let's look at the parable of the soils. He starts out this way, Mark 4, 1 and 2. He began to teach again, in other words, he's done this before, by the sea, and such a very large crowd gathered to him that he got into a boat in the sea and, and sat down, and the whole crowd was by the sea on the land, and he was teaching them many things in parables and was saying to them in his teaching, and he's going to introduce the parable here now. Now, I want you to understand something, um, well-intended Bible translators for nearly 600 years now, have divided the Bible into chapters and verses. There was no such thing until about 600 years ago. I mean, if you meet Paul in heaven, unless he's been snooping down here and reading things or hearing, overhearing things that we've said, if you said, um, um, Paul, um, you know, I, I was just so blessed with Romans 4. He's going to say, Romans 4? I only wrote one Romans. He never wrote a chapter. He never wrote a verse. He wrote a letter. Now, it's really convenient for us to break them down into chapters and to, uh, and to verses. Easier to look them up. Easier to reference things. In a sense, maybe easier to, uh, to remember them. But very often, the change from one chapter to another does something to you mentally. It makes you imply, it, it, it makes you think that there's an implication, there's a new subject here, or there's a new day here. Well, we're on the same subject on the same day when you go from Mark chapter 3 into Mark chapter 4. This was apparently the same day of the Pharisees' disastrous announcement that we saw back in chapter 3, that everything he does, he does by the power of Beelzebul, a name for Satan. So he's doing this again by the sea. We've already seen that. To help handle the crowds and to be able to be heard by as many as possible, Jesus would go to uh, the dock somewhere on the Sea of Galilee. Capernaum was a fishing town. And he would sit in a boat a little ways away from the shore so he could kind of form an amphitheater and he could speak to the masses. And he was teaching them many things in parables. As I say, comparing the Gospels, we know that at least seven that he spoke on that day are recorded in Matthew 13. There's one more here in Mark 4, so that's at least eight. There may be any number more that aren't recorded, and we know that there were others on subsequent days in subsequent situations where he followed the very same format. The kingdom of heaven is like this. And then he tells a story to illustrate. So listen to the parable which has to do with planting and growing crops, and it's certain that he was referring to wheat. He doesn't say wheat in this parable, but we are absolutely certain that's what it is. Mark chapter 4, verses 3 through 8. Listen to this. Behold, the sower went out to sow. As he was sowing, some seed fell beside the road, and the birds came and ate it up. 
Other seed fell on the rocky ground where it did not have much soil, and immediately it sprang up because it had no depth of soil. And after the sun had risen, it was scorched, and because it had no root, it withered away. Other seed fell among the thorns, and the the thorns came up and choked it, and it yielded no crop. Other seeds fell into the good soil, and as they grew up and increased, they yielded a crop and produced thirty, sixty, and a hundredfold. Like a great crop, a super great crop, and an unbelievable crop. Now, Jesus spoke this at a, a time of year when wheat could be harvested, And we know that there were wheat fields close by. If you will remember back to the run-in that is recorded in Mark where Jesus uh, was attacked by the Pharisees over His disciples picking grains of wheat and eating them on the Sabbath. That was something specifically permitted by the Old Testament, but it gives you good insight into the religion of the Pharisees. They had turned it into a Sabbath-breaking sin to do what God specifically said you can do. So we know people were familiar with this scene. It's almost certain that everyone in that crowd in that crowd had either planted wheat or watched someone scatter seed. Now the first part of this mentions the sower. The sower is not the focus of this parable. The sower is anyone who sows seed and we're going to see later that the seed is the word. Matthew refers to the word of the kingdom, alluding to what John the Baptist preached. Remember, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And then what Jesus preached, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Matthew emphasizes that with the word kingdom because he's writing for the Jews. Mark just calls it the word. Luke calls it the word of God. You put it together, and it's pretty clear he's talking about anybody who preaches what God says, uh, spreading the word and especially spreading the gospel, the good news, the message that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures. That's the central theme of the Bible. But the sower is not the focal point. The point of the parable is is that what happens to the seed is determined by the kind of soil it falls upon. Now, the first kind of soil that he mentions, he describes it as beside the road. Remember when we were talking about that day that Jesus' disciples were picking the wheat as they, as they walked? I explained to you how fields in those days in that part of the world were not fenced. They were divided by walking paths. The walking paths would become hard as can be from people walking on them all the time and from baking in the sun. The path is what Jesus means by the road. By the edge of that path and even anything that got on that path, um, it wasn't going to sink in. The paths were kept as paths from year to year. They were never plowed. That would keep the boundaries of the fields obvious for everybody to see. Now, inevitably, some of the seeds scattered over the edges of any field, and they would fall onto the path. So any bird close enough to the action, could snatch it up as an easy snack when the seed fell on the path. The second category is rocky ground. That refers to a phenomenon common to much of the land of Israel and, I would say, much of the land of Idaho. It's where there's tillable soil, 
but only in a, a thin layer on top of solid rock. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.